I've been trying to get internet at my house since I moved here. Um, it's been years and years, and I have used all the resources I can. And we've wasted billions of dollars, and we've wasted time. The pandemic has really shown that broadband is just like electricity and just like water. You really need it these days to survive. Millions of Americans in rural areas nationwide are struggling to connect to the internet. Providing access to high-speed networks has long been a priority for governments and enterprises alike. The UK government has set ambitious targets to have gigabit-capable broadband coverage to 85% of the country by 2025. In the US, the FCC has pledged $60 billion in grants to help bring broadband to rural areas and to rip and replace unsecure equipment. In Germany, the federal government has committed 12 billion euro for broadband funding through its Greysbots program. So with the intent clear from governments around the world, how can service providers harness open networking to speed up deployments and cut costs? This is episode three of The Critical Lowdown. Projects such as Gigabit Britain have drawn a lot of new entrants into the market. Natomnia is one of the key players helping to achieve the UK government's ambitious rollout plan. It is the fastest growing network operator in the UK, building a wholesale fibre access network and aiming to pass 1 million connected premises by 2023. Along with its retail ISP sister company UFibre, it announced last week that it has raised £295 million, coming only months after the duo raised £123 million. Our Head of Sales in Northern Europe and Africa, Mark Downey, sat down with Natomnia's Director of Networks, Feka Samakuva, as part of a discussion with the Internet Service Providers Association UK to discuss their success in partnering with EPS and how it all went from a plan drawn on a napkin to one million premises connected to 10 gig networks. This story begins several years ago when Jeremy Shillow, Natomnia's CEO, approached EPS Global about open networking solutions. Over a coffee in Carluccio's near Liverpool Street, he drew his cutting-edge network design for Mark on the back of a napkin. He was interested in taking a disaggregated approach in the design of their network because it would give them the flexibility and agility that they needed to support their ambitious growth plans. It's also cost-competitive, although this wasn't the prevailing factor in this case. Our engineers advised Natomnia on the hardware and software options available and worked hand-in-hand with Feka and his team and the chosen software vendor IP Infusion in setting up a proof of concept. We're now working with Natomnia on the next phase of their network design. Let's hear now from Mark and Feka on how the Gigabit Britain rollout is going. Um, hey Feka, good to see you. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. I know you and your team are, are fairly busy with some ambitious growth plans and deployments at the moment. So. Um, with that in mind, I'll, I'll jump into a, a few questions. So, I mean, you and me have been working together for, for a few years now, but um, it would be great if you could give us a bit of background on Netomnia and, and what exactly what exactly you do. Uh, so, Netomnia Full Fiber Access Network Infrastructure Provider, we're deploying a full fiber network to homes and businesses uh, in towns and cities up and down the UK. We've been deploying now for just over two years. And uh, in that period of time, uh, we've grown to become uh, the fastest infrastructure, network infrastructure provider in uh, in the country. We're deploying multi-gigabit services, um, offering 
residents and um, uh, businesses in um, areas, some of which have uh, been uh, deprived or underprivileged or have not had access to this technology. And now we are playing an important role in uh, being able to drive uh, gigabit connectivity up and down the country. Okay, great. Um, so, I mean, your, your rollout plan is to cover a million UK premises by 2023. Could you tell us a little bit about how the build is going and what, what are your main challenges within that um, that you've encountered through that process? The build is going very well. We have well over 100,000 premises passed and we're building in over 25 cities in England, Scotland and Wales. We're adding premises to the network every month at an ever-increasing rate. So, and we, by the end of the year, we see us being in at least uh, 100 towns and cities across the country. Uh, so the build is uh, progressing well. Uh, we're very much on, uh, on target to meet our, our forecasted uh, goals. But this hasn't come without its challenges. I mean, internally, we've uh, had to grow through some of those growing pains that come with a rapidly growing business. And um, like many others in the industry, we haven't been immune to um, some of the economic and political events, uh, such as uh, global supply chain issues, geopolitical issues, or general resource scarcity. But we have a very uh, experienced and dynamic team, and we've been able to cope uh, really well. We have also um, fairly early on sought to um, form strong relationships with our, our partners like EPS Global, and uh, we've leveraged those relationships to be able to, be able to overcome uh, some of the challenges I mentioned earlier. Now, yes, we are very much aiming to connect a million homes by 2023, and were very much focused uh, on that target. But Mark, you know us well, um, very ambitious. And um, when we consider the team that we have, the partners that we'll work with like EPS Global and the product that we're delivering, our ambitions go beyond a million homes. And uh, we see no reason why we can't uh, connect 2 million premises by the end of 2024. Great, yeah. I'm always impressed by the numbers and, and the amount of areas that you guys are working in and the towns and cities around the UK. So it, it's extremely ambitious and um, good to hear that, that it's all going reasonably well so far. Um, I mean, it'd be good to, you mentioned EPS Global, it'd be good to get a little bit about how, how, you, how you think EPS Global are supporting that deployment. EPS Global are support, supporting our deployment in, uh, in a number of ways. Like uh, our other key partners, uh, EPS Global, through their industry know-how and uh, understanding of our business, have been able to provide practical and cost-effective solutions which have helped to accelerate our rollout. EPS have matched our dynamism and enterprise with uh, flexibility and foresight. Their knowledge of the industry and market trends have really helped us mitigate uh, some of the issues that uh, I mentioned earlier. For example, um, securing uh, supply chains. Uh, so to ensure that we key components that are part of our active network deployment continue to be delivered on time and uh, to allow us as an autonomy to be able to deliver against our aggressive build program. Okay, great. I mean, um, you're using the open disaggregated solutions over traditional solutions. Um, 
be able to expand on what kind of challenges that has helped you overcome by by using using the disaggregated solutions? Yeah, so disaggregate solution going down a disaggregated path was um, very much part of uh, sort of early on in the ethos of the of the business and how we were going to operate. I mean, we're very technology driven company, and um, we were quite attracted by the flexibility and choice offered by uh, disaggregated solutions. This greater openness and uh, in design and um, lower costs have allowed us to leverage new technologies and innovate a lot faster and be more cost effective. That's true. I agree with that. There's definitely a a faster rate of innovation in this space, which which is great for companies like you. Um, I mean, Naomi is quite an innovative company and, and we've seen that through, through dealing with you. So, I mean, what gives you, what would you say gives you your competitive edge? Now, I can't reveal a, a recipe to the secret sauce, Mark, but uh, of course. <laughs> I will say is that we're very technology focused, as I mentioned, but we're also um, people focused. I think there's a unique spirit within the company that, a bit hard to put into word. I mean, it's not just that we have highly driven people, passionate people in the business, but there's a real and palpable sense of innovation and optimism in what we're doing uh, by everyone in the company, uh, which I think sets us apart. We want to try new things. We want to be open to working with a a broad range of people and uh, companies. We want to take engineering principles and uh, advancements in automation and programmability to not only improve operational uh, efficiency, but to actually uh, improve the satisfaction that people get from doing what they're doing. And uh, I'm not just talking in terms of the active network, which I'm responsible for, but you see this uh, across the board with, within our company and with the, the partners that, that we work with. And um, I, I think that's what gives us that competitive edge. That's interesting, yeah. I mean, technology is important, but um, the culture within the company, it's good to hear you talking about that. People make the business, so yeah, that's interesting. Absolutely. Okay. Th- thanks for that, Fekka. Um, I was just coming with a couple of quick questions at the end, a bit more opening them up. First one is, how can the vendor community make a difference in the race to bring nationwide gigabit broadband by 2030? It's a very good question. I think from our experience, it's very much important for vendors to work collaboratively with uh, network operators to uh, overcome uh, many of the challenges that are are inherent in a rollout, such as the one that we're currently uh, involved in, be it from community engagement to product selection. I mean, across the board, I think uh, it's important that we work closely together in that spirit of partnership to be able to add real value and integrity to the infrastructure that we're deploying. I think if the experience of the past couple of years have taught us anything is that the importance of uh, working collaboratively with other people to be able to achieve our goals. Ultimately, this is not a zero-sum game. And so um, for us in Atomia, we think it's uh, very important to embed our partners within our business to foster uh, understanding and, uh, and build confidence. So we see our vendors as very much an important part of driving the success of our business. 
Very good. Well, if I may, I'm going to ask Mark the same question as a vendor. Where do you see your role being in this uh, to help the market? Yeah, I mean, it speaks to some of Faka's points earlier on. I mean, we we entered into the world of open networking or disaggregation a long time ago. We saw that as, as the future here. Um, we started to work with this several years ago, and the market was in its infancy in that space. I mean, you're going up against some of the, the bigger, more well-known vendors. But we keep trying to put the message out there that it is a good option. It's something to look at. And Nadomi is a good example of a company that have these deployed in their network and it is working well. And our plan as a company is to stay innovative, to stay at the, the leading edge of the market and to keep that, to ask questions of the industry. What can we do differently and how can we do it? And that involves, you know, from an EBS perspective, knowing about the technology, what's coming down the line, and then having open conversations with, with our customers about what's coming. And we're, we can easily say what we think is bad as well as good. And I think those open relationships with the customers have, have served us well. And um, yeah, it's, it's resulted in some, some good partnerships with ourselves and our customers globally. One final question from me. Obviously, 2030 is uh, quite a long way off still. The last year or two of the market has matured quite a lot. Where do you both see the market in the next, say, four or five years' time? In fact, if you want to kick off with that one. Yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting question. I mean, um, I wish I had a crystal ball and by, by no means a futurologist, but um, I think, uh, broadly speaking, we'll see a shift in focus in the industry from rollout to services. I think we'll continue to see higher bandwidth requirements from consumers and this will be partly driven by new applications and uh, an increasing number of connected devices and over-the-top services. And so from an operator perspective, I think we will see an increase in the demand for higher bandwidth, higher bandwidth broadband packages and the need for high bandwidth capable technologies uh, like XGS Pond, which uh, Natomnia are currently deploying. But even um, looking at 25 gig pond or 50 gig pond, which is really, uh, really excites us here at Natomia. And uh, lastly, I think we'll see the leveraging of the, the fiber that we've laid in, in the ground by most likely an increase in 5G penetration and possibly even the um, early adoption of uh, 6G technologies, which is uh, starting to create a buzz now. Yeah. Can you get your crystal ball out? <laughs> I wish I could, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it is it is as straightforward as that. That bandwidth is going to increase as we go forward. And we sit down with our vendors and we, we look at their roadmaps. They're bringing out switches, 400 gig, 800 gig, everything down the line. We, we, we as a value-add distributor, and what we do is our, our relationships with our vendors are as important as our relationships with our customers. And we're seeing a lot more niche vendors coming into the market in the open space around, say, OLTs, and devices like that. So there is more players in this market, and I think they'll they'll offer a better selection to customers like Feca. Um, and yeah, the bandwidth is just going to continue to grow and grow. We're going to try the the customer base is going to grow as well. Of customers out there rolling out fiber, so our plan is to is to match that and and create a give them a, a flexible and interesting selection of vendors, which which is happening at the moment in the market for them to be able to to um, develop their businesses. 
EPS Global specializes in solutions that are based on open standard, bare metal hardware with the choice of open software for software-defined networking, virtualization and cloud orchestration. We work with service providers around the world, helping them to provide more capacity and bandwidth on their network, centralized network management and network automation. For more information about how we can help you with your next deployment or project, get in touch with one of our team today or visit epsglobal.com. We've covered various technologies and terms on this podcast. Don't forget that all the information you heard today is available on our website at epsglobal.com forward slash podcast. Until next time.